have an idea in your mind of something you want, and you deserve to get it. So how do you get there? Well, welcome to The Idea Space, a podcast devoted to helping you overcome frustration and make what you want a reality. I'm your host, Jen Liddy, high school teacher turned entrepreneur. Now I'm a business development coach. It's my mission to help women bring their ideas to life and get what they want without feeling guilty, selfish, overwhelmed, or lost. Every week, I share topics, tools, and strategies to help you move toward that thing you want. Create time and energy to do the things you love, get clarity on what you really want and how to get there, and most importantly, stop feeling alone with your challenges. Whether you've wanted to create a better business, job, relationship, hobby, or self, I know there's something more that you want, and it's time you were able to get it with confidence and clarity. Ready to have it? Let's go. Hey, welcome back to the Idea Space Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Liddy, and it's my pleasure each week to bring you a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to make space for the ideas brewing inside of you with realistic strategies to make them real. I want to start off today by clarifying that I didn't mean to turn into the giant jerk that I do in the story I'm sharing today, but I will get there and I'll explain all of that. So I want to start by bringing you back to two weeks before Christmas, just a few months ago, and I was sitting on my best friend Leslie's couch. We were enjoying the fire and the fact that the men were in a completely different room watching their noisy football game and the kids were downstairs playing. There was no drama. I mean, we couldn't hear anybody else. It was absolute bliss. And then my husband walks in from behind us and he takes in the scene. And what he sees is, I want you to imagine, a huge, beautiful, gorgeously decorated Christmas tree, a glowing fire with a festive mantle, and just the right decor, like tucked artfully here and there without being too much. It was like, it was just gorgeous. I mean, Leslie really gets into the holiday flavor thing and her ability to decorate surpasses literally anything I've ever been able to pull off. So basically, if you gave me a million dollars and said, go make my home look fabulous for the holidays, I would never be able to come close to what she can pull off just naturally. So John walks in and he sees this room that's full of like tasteful, beautiful, warm Christmas scene. It's like a perfectly curated set for like a Hallmark Christmas movie. I I have to say here, like I was a little jealous. It was super gorgeous. And anyway, John took it all in and then he jokingly said, Les, your house looks exactly like ours does. And he chuckled. And in a moment of complete insanity, I lost my shit. And I will say up front right now that where I went after his comment was 100% irrational. I know this, but I didn't give a shit in the moment. I looked at him after he said that and I said venomously, if you want a perfectly decorated house at Christmas, you are welcome to do it yourself. And his eyes got big. He was like, I know I have stepped in something, but I have no idea what. And I just kept going. It was kind of brutal and stupid, really. It was, you know, I said, you know, it's not my job to make sure that the house is perfect for Christmas. And he looked at me wondering where the hell this was coming from. And he said, Jen, that's not what I said. It's not what I meant. And I knew it. I knew in my soul that he wasn't implying that I had done a damn thing wrong, but he had unknowingly triggered my self-judgment about Christmas, which is that it creates unending expectations that I just can't meet. So I, I quickly in the moment got my mental shit together and I explained to him that in my heart, I have a lot of unwritten rules about how to do the holidays 
right, quote unquote, and I feel like I fail at all of them. And I told him I silently judge myself throughout the whole season thinking, I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? Like, like there's supposed to be something in my DNA that has me automatically loving like all the aspects of the holidays because I'm a woman or something. It's so stupid. And I know this logically, but in my heart, I judge myself because I have no desire to make these aspects of the holidays part of my life. Now, I'm sharing this with you because last week I talked about how it takes courage to be successful. And a big part of courage is understanding yourself, knowing who you are, what you like, what you're good at or aren't good at. It requires you to know your own personal brand of who you are in the world and being okay with that. And in that moment, though I did it badly, I was trying to display courage. I was trying to convey who I was. And for days afterward, I wondered, like, why did I get so inflamed about that stupid little comment? And then it hit me. I was walking the dog in the freezing cold, thinking about how lucky my sister is to live in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was 64 degrees there that day. And she wasn't freezing when she walked her dog. And then it hit me. I literally realized that what makes us unhappy, what keeps us from success is comparison. I mean, all's good in my world until I start looking at someone else's life or looking at the way someone else does something. Comparing ourselves to other people is a source of pain. It creates thoughts like, are our holidays as good as other people's? Does that couple have a more loving relationship than we do? Is he making more money in his business? Why is she so much more thin, attractive, popular, happy, intelligent than I am? Like fill in the blank, right? And I know that saying this out loud here to you is absolutely absurd because these are things that my middle schooler grapples with. This is stuff I was challenged by in high school and college. So why is it still a problem for me as an adult? Really, for all of us, right? Well, here's the thing. Comparison is a habit. We're human and we notice things. We naturally wonder if we're supposed to want or have some of those same things. And sometimes it's easy to say, oh, hell no, that's not for me. But other times, comparison happens in a really subtle way. We create a story that we may not even be aware of. Now, apparently I need to learn this lesson over and over and over and over again, and it's super annoying, but I'm a human, so I guess I don't have a choice except to keep learning it. The lesson is that the pain in our lives truly, truly comes from comparison. Here's another gem to illustrate this point. It was May 5th, and I was thrilled to be spending time alone on my porch. The breeze was like, it was like a May breeze, beautiful, warm. My son was busy. He was playing alone. My husband was away on business. I was outside writing two of my favorite things. And then I opened Facebook and I realized it was not May 5th. It was Cinco de Mayo and everyone everywhere was out doing festive things, living their lives, partying together and celebrating. Basically people were out there having fun and I was home on my porch doing work. Suddenly I was not a mom enjoying some peace while doing a little work. I was now basically the lonesome loser. It was like womp womp. Comparison again was the source of my misery. I was fine until that moment when I looked out into the world of Facebook and saw that other people were doing it differently, right? Now, personally, I've got hundreds of examples like this. And I bet you have your own stories of a time when comparison killed a moment for you. 
an experience that was perfectly fine or like maybe it was even wonderful until you put some kind of spin on it or your brain got hold of some other information. Like that, that moment where I realized like my sister in North Carolina at 64 degrees are like suddenly that I became miserable. I'm not a woman out walking her lovely dog. I'm miserable because somebody else has it better than me, right? This story makes us unhappy. It changes everything and makes us question ourselves. And it is pure hell because we really do not truly know what we're comparing ourselves to. Because I want you to understand this. Whatever you are seeing or comparing yourself to is a story you've created. Like, quote, if I'd like my life more if I were at a Cinco de Mayo party is the story I created. Because honestly, in real life, I would not be happy at a Cinco de Mayo party. I don't drink and I don't really like parties. So it's kind of like, why am I making myself miserable by engaging with this story? Or what you're seeing is a veneer. You tell yourself, no, 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 I've got the inside scoop on this other person's life. I know their life is better. I know they're happier. I know they're richer than me. You you think you know they have it better than you, but I promise you, you don't know all the facets or the nuances or the facts. What you're comparing yourself to may look one way, but I promise you, there is something there that if it were yours, would not make you happy. You, with your beautiful specific needs and likes and strengths, and your beautiful specific dislikes and challenges and weaknesses, I promise you that the person you're comparing yourself to or the situation, that journey is different than your journey. Their lessons are supposed to be different from yours. Their experience, no matter how good it looks, is not the same it would be if it were your experience. It's not supposed to be. I've learned the hard way, that if you had that person's experience, you would likely not be happy. And it's in the thinking that it might make you happy or that it would make you happy, which is essentially what comparison is, that causes us great unhappiness or dissatisfaction. So sometimes we take the comparison so far that we don't even know who we are anymore or what we want. Comparison can cause deep pain for us. So here's an important question. How do we stop it? This is where your courage comes in. Remember that courage is doing something that feels hard or makes you feel afraid and you do it anyway. So how do you stop the comparison? There's two things. Number one is to remember that everyone has a veneer, a veil, me included. There are things that I don't share, things that aren't mine to share, or things that are too deeply personal or wounds that I haven't yet worked through and have to get to healing before I can share. The thing you're comparing yourself to, I promise, is not the whole story. The second thing is, get real. Let's use the Leslie example with her beautiful Christmas decor. I personally don't like decorating. If this was important to me, I would make it happen. Either I'd learn how to or I'd hire someone. But let's get real. It's just not what I want to do. It's not where I want to spend my time, money, or energy. I want you to practice having the courage to be yourself. Know yourself deeply enough and like what you see there. And you can even try this little script. This is what I say. That's great for them, but it wouldn't work for me. And I'll tell you, when you stop thinking that the grass is greener on the other side, that's where we find peace and happiness and satisfaction. And I heard this great quote that I wanted to share. The grass is greener where you water it. 
It was said by a guy named Neil Barringham. And I think it's beautiful because it takes courage to simply water your own grass, to have the courage to be you and the courage to let someone else be them without making it mean a damn thing about yourself. Can you water your own grass this week? Gather the courage to be yourself without comparison. Now, this is a habit that you're going to start to break. So be nice to yourself as you work through this habit, because remember, habits are born because they give us comfort and they are mostly unconscious. So be nice to yourself and courageous. And if you want to learn how to create courageous goals that you can actually achieve, join us for February's free training. It's called Courageous Goals. You can register for it at my website www.jenliddy.com. It will be recorded so that you can access it later, but you need to be on the list to get the link for the recording. So I don't offer any sales pitches in these trainings. It's just a way for me to teach, which is what I love to do and give back to my community of people who listen to my podcast and get on my email list. I appreciate that you've listened all the way through and I would love to hear your thoughts on courage. Feel free to email me. You can do that at my website too, and I'll meet you here next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more free tools and video trainings at www.jenliddy.com slash free sources. That's F-R-E-E sources. If you found this podcast helpful, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed and gave a review. And if you have a friend who'd benefit from today's topic, tool, or strategy, please share the Idea Space podcast with her. That way, together, we can help more women achieve their dreams and take action on their ideas. Isn't it time we all were able to get what we want? Join me next week. And remember, right now, all you need to do to make your idea a reality is take the very next step you know how to. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.